Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Happy Friday. Forecast calling for a little cloudy, showery, thunder showery possible kind of evening. Don't let the sun fool you. 47 the high. It happens though sometimes, right? The forecast calling for heavy rain and you look out the window, it's bright sunshine. It seems to happen like that occasionally. But we are supposed to have uh, some sunshine tomorrow on the cloudy side. 62 the high as far as that goes. No rain expected. Uh, Sunday, mix of clouds and sun up to 67 for the high. Phillies are home this evening against Miami, 705. Sixers at Toronto tomorrow night at 730 for game one of their NBA Eastern Conference semifinal series. Say that three times fast. And the Eagles drafting Andre Dillard, an offensive tackle from uh, Washington State, with their first pick in the NFL draft last night, 22nd overall. They have a couple of picks tonight as round two gets underway and round three as well. That all starts at 7 o'clock this evening. You've heard us talk about this new movie, Breakthrough. Breakthroughmovie.com is the website for it. A true story about Joyce Smith and her son and their community. When Joyce uh, Smith's son falls through an icy lake, all hope seems lost. Her son is trapped underwater down there for a long time. And uh, Joyce, however, despite the odds, refuses to give in. The movie itself, Breakthrough, reminding us that even when facing impossible odds, faith and love create a mountain of hope, sometimes even a miracle. Again, it's based on a true story, inspirational story, a movie that could help resurrect your faith and point you and your friends toward the God of Miracles. We actually had Chrissy Metz, who plays Joyce Smith, on the afternoon show recently. And uh, just as a side note for fun, along just to look for as you see the movie Breakthrough, I asked her, is there any something, something our listeners could could be on the lookout for that they might otherwise not know about the movie. Well, what's amazing is they were, the entire production was chasing the winter and chasing snow and a frozen lake. So the movie's obviously set in St. Louis, Missouri, but it was shot in Winnipeg. And Winnipeg is one of the coldest, oh my goodness, coldest cities. <laughs> and um, what Marcel and everybody went through, I mean, they make it look so effortless. I would be remiss in not saying, like, how proud and how committed Roxanne Dawson, our director, and every actor was in in portraying these roles, especially in like negative degree weather. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, that to me is so impressive. That's Christy Metz, who you may also know from the hit TV show This Is Us, and she stars in this brand new movie Breakthrough as Joyce Smith, the mother of the son who falls through that icy lake. Learn more about this brand new movie, which came out just last week at Breakthrough Movie. Dot com. Looking forward to having some uh, more guests during the hour. And, of course, being Friday, it's our uh, Now That's Punny segment. My cousin Paul Eastman in town from his home in Florida to do some ministry work in Jersey and New York uh, tonight and tomorrow. And uh, Paul joined me in studio yesterday and continuing the conversation today just for a little bit. Wanted to, uh, if you just if you missed yesterday, Paul Grew up in a Christian home, but by the time he was 12 or 13, into, uh, getting into alcohol, drugs, and off the rails, so to speak, over the next dozen years, uh, to the point where he almost took his life. And uh, people can listen to the podcast from yesterday. You shared a pretty cool story about how the Lord uh, stopped that from happening, but the craziness that was involved in rehab and trying to get into college and graduate and still dealing with all of these things you were holding on to. 
just uh, share, you know, I want to get more of a global perspective since the Lord has brought you really fully into into things here. You've traveled the world and God's used you as an evangelist and just thought we could talk about more of what God's doing around the world, what you're seeing. Sure. I, I think one of the things that I said yesterday, the John five nineteen model, uh, Jesus did what he saw the Father doing. And all of my ministry opportunities, no matter where I've spoken or what nation I've gone to, have come through relationships. Where I was this, this week in, in another country, I, I said the ministry of friendship, right? When Jesus hung out with the disciples, he said, you're no longer my servants, but I call you my friends. And it's been my aim to walk, even as Abraham it says, we're, we're children of Abraham in Galatians, where he was a friend of God. So I've desired that friendship, that intimacy. In the earlier days of my faith, it was driven through performance. Uh, I never felt good enough. Uh, I wasn't doing enough. Uh, if I messed up and I had a sin, I felt the condemnation. I felt God was going to judge me. God, I, and so in First John 4, 17, 18, 19, perfect love drives out all fear. Yeah. And if you have any kind of expectation of judgment, then you're immature in your faith. So the Christian goal and the goal for me was I want to know that love, and I want to be able to stand confidently before the Father without any shame, because that's what Jesus provides at the cross. And so in that place of being a friend of God, the gift that he's given me in my life has been to be a friend to others. I've been best man four times, and I've probably been a groomsman maybe 12, 13, 14, and I have um, a, a large circle of Christian brothers and sisters around the world, a family of affection. I, I, as soon as I go into every nation that I travel to, it's just instant family. It's instant connection. It's never been one where I've had to, hey, you know, can I come on your show or would you let me come speak at your church? I, I never wanted to be a ministry professional in the sense of sure. where I had to be a part of the, the, the hierarchy. So I've always asked God to move me and direct me by his spirit. And with that comes Acts chapter 2, verse 17. He said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Something I've asked the Lord, even when I was in Bible college, I said, I want everything that Jesus died for on the cross. And Paul the Apostle said it better in Philippians 3 when he said, I want to know the power of the resurrection. Because growing up in church, you hear a lot about the fall of mankind. And what happened when Adam and Eve ate the fruit and their eyes were open? But I didn't hear the glory of Romans 5 where it says that through one man's offense, one man's sin, it impacted the world. But one man's righteous act, Jesus Christ, is far greater than what happened with Adam and Eve. And so the focus for the last seven, eight years of my Christian walk has been, God, what happened when you became a a human being and defeated death? sin in the grave once and for all. And I want to understand what that power looks like, the the freedom from condemnation, the not permission to sin, but the freedom from sin, the freedom to have power of choice restored back to me. That grace is best seen when you have a, a multitude of options, um, not just do's and don'ts, that if I have the power to choose by the grace of the Holy Spirit, I want to choose righteously. And having that kind of relationship. Yeah. I also I learned in the early days that and I'm still for prayer and fasting, but I did 40 days on water. I did 21-day juice fasts five times a year. I was fasting three days a week for three years while I was in Bible college and only eating fruits and vegetables for three years. Daniel fasting, just wow. radically seeking God. And the the large transition came on the end of my 40-day water fast where God really just unpacked to me what it, what it means to be a son 
on the 40th day, he said, you don't have to work, you don't have to earn it. It's things you know theologically, but when you experience them revelatory in a way that you, you own it, that I, my, my way of doing life and Christianity changed ever, ever since that day. Actually, I woke up and I told my mentor at the time, and he's still a, a great figure in my life. His name's Ed Boasso. Eddie B, shout out. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. You know, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people have loved me through the journey. Something we can talk about later is you know, growing up radical for Jesus in the church and being hurt by the church and navigating those those things. But you know, I told Eddie, I said, "Man, listen, I don't I don't even know how to communicate to people because God did such a work in my life that the language of how I dealt with um, other people changed from this performance, do more, try harder to." God loves you, and here's his grace. And I had to learn a new set of language, of relationship with other people. And other people that were close to me at the time, family members, people people saw it. It was a significant change of what happened, the grace and the love of the Father. Yeah. Uh, you know, Because I was young and passionate, and that was a big piece of my. So when I, when I first came to the Lord out of addiction, I would go to certain Bible studies, and I was so passionately radical and this church didn't like my way of doing Christianity, or I was having too many spiritual experience for these types of people over here. I couldn't be as vulnerable and open with some of my sin struggles as I could in the in the rooms of recovery. So I was like, man, I was I was too much Jesus for AA, and too much vulnerability for some of my church friends. So I had to really learn to mm. navigate my passion, getting hurt by the other people in church and people hurting me, but Jesus teaching me how to grow up mature and love to respect everybody and their walk in life and to be able to love them, which took a lot of work and a lot of years. Mm. But I thank God that I have a perspective now. Yeah, yeah. Paul Eastman is my cousin. He's an evangelist. Uh, we all are in a way, but he's, uh, he's in from uh, Florida doing a couple of events this weekend and just thought we'd have him in studio to chat a little bit. We'll continue our conversation. We also have Jim Daly from Focus on the Family checking in. We have some stuff to hand out, a lot to do. Before we go any further, a quick note. TBN has a brand new show for you to check out. It's weekday afternoons at 1.30 called Better Together. That's the name of the program. TBN's first daily original program. Better Together is a show made by women for women. It's presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab your favorite uh, cup of coffee or tea. Join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, grow, enjoy a sense of community. Better Together tackles a variety of topics, uh, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, how to hear God's voice, and much more. Uh, Again, all from an encouraging uplifting perspective and every week the topics change keeping things fresh and relevant for example this coming monday better together we'll talk about knowing how god sees you will change your life forever it's better together weekday afternoons 1 30 eastern on tbn or anytime on the tbn app why live alone when we can do life together better together you're listening to a podcast of the tim demoss show heard weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show rolling along. My cousin Paul Eastman, who uh, the Lord got a hold of about 14 years ago after a dozen years of running from him quite heavily away from the Lord. And after your conversion, you got to... uh, uh, you know, uh, be on fire for him. You were, except maybe on the slightly judgmental side. Even then, God keeps working in us, right? So, like at Romans fourteen four, uh, it says, "Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand." So, 
as we think about Romans 14, 4, that helps us not have that judgmental mentality. It makes really a big difference. Yeah, it's everything. In Galatians 6, Paul the Apostle said, uh, God forbid, he forbids it, that I boast in anything, that I make a loud claim about anything other than the cross of Jesus Christ, to Mm -hmm. whom I've been crucified to the world and the world to me. So I think the cross is the great equalizer to say that we've done nothing, right? Salvation is a gift. It's by grace through faith that we're saved. And so no man can boast. You see that throughout the scripture. So when we come into that relationship that we share union with Christ, there's no male or female, no Jew or Gentile, no barbarian or anything separating us other than the gift that we've been given. That's the challenge to preach grace versus to preach from a place that I somehow earned anything. So now it's like I have to have this language of having friendship with God. It's a gift. And, it, and from that place, how can I judge anybody else? You know, one, one of the things, I'm grateful for the 12 steps that, that that exist in the rooms of recovery. And maybe about five, six years ago, I was reading a book about the sixth and seventh step where you ask God to remove your your shortcomings, your defects of character. And I was reading a book on pain. And it said in that book, it said that you can take anything from an addict or a person, but just don't take away their pain. Because I didn't really know how to relate to the world unless I told you, you didn't know what it's like to go through this abuse as a child or to suffer this way or to be hurt by the church. And people find their identity in their pain. So I remember reading the book and I stopped to pray and God said, hey, you want to give me that that pain? And I was, it was a vulnerable moment because I knew I wanted to. And as soon as I said, okay, Father, you know, take that conversation. That was the second time in my walk where I had to call somebody and say, I don't know how to communicate. He said, I no longer want you to relate to people or this world through your pain, but through my finished work, through my love, and from a healed view of God and life. So now I'm not talking with a chip on my shoulder. I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm overcome in Christ, and I'm free. And that's my identity is not in my pain. It's in his love and in his mercy. And so now when I'm counseling clients, or I'm working in treatment, or I'm working with inmates, or I'm speaking to businessmen. No matter the group, I'm relating them from a healed view. God told me a long time ago, do not sympathize with people, but challenge them with empathy. If somebody's stuck in pain, love them, but do you want to stay there or you want to get free? Let's talk solution. You've been talking about the problem for 15 years every day. Well, this happened and nothing ever goes right. No, let's change that. And I believe that's the hope that the world needs. Most people are stuck and the pains and the perplexities of why. And why do all these things happen in the world? And I have some theological answers for that. But the answer to the individual is, yeah, that's real. I'm not going to dismount anybody's pain or personal traumas, or discount, rather. But I will challenge you, do you want to be free? Do you want to you walk want to, this out? Yeah, do you and want I, to be well? I think one of the things that's helped me, being such a radical young zealot in the Lord when I was younger, prayer and fasting, I found that certain answers didn't exist in just spiritual disciplines or heavy Bible reading, that you know, God is the God of all life. And so the study of human development with through the lens of the finished work of Jesus Christ and the relational heart of Father God you know, through his spirit living in us and actually having language um, that helps people walk out the process is so important. And when I was in my master's program, there's so many Christians, some used to be pastors or grew up in church, and the reason they attended school is they didn't want the padded answer, and we'll pray for you, buddy, with the slap on the, you know, the generic Bible verse or the cliches. It's, let's, let's have real depth. And I put on uh, my laptop when I was in 
my program, Isaiah 9, 6, the, the wonderful counselor, that he has the spirit of counsel resting on his life. So I've asked God, I want to have language and, and your heart to help unlock people to have hope again, to feel again, and to heal, and to thrive in this life, um, as Romans 5, 21, in this life, to live as an overcomer in Christ. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. My cousin Paul Eastman, who got converted uh, about 14 years ago and has quite a testimony. We shared some yesterday in studio, and we're continuing our conversation today for a little bit. Uh, as part of your experience, God's taking you all over the place. Just wanted to ask you to give us a little global perspective as you travel. What are you seeing uh, around the world in terms of what God's up to? What I'm seeing, and I've always seen, when Jesus came, he came and he preached the kingdom of God. And so on the other side of the cross is where you have every mixed people group from around the world, sexual preferences, races, religions, have met Jesus, come through a process of transformation, and that's the kingdom of heaven is where the only way that we see unity in this world. So while I'm traveling the nations in all different types of places, you see these people who were radical in their faith, and places that I've seen that are war-torn, and it's a different life of Christianity. I think it, it, it can exist here in the West, but you meet guys that had, uh, you know, in, in a country I was in recently, in a war-torn situation, missiles and cities getting blown up and terrorism. These people have angels come to them in the, in the middle of the night and give them dreams to lead them to a specific location when they're not even Christians, and they come to this specific location and somebody hands them a Bible and they meet Jesus. Or you meet these missionary couples that are in some Far East country that nobody will ever meet, and the way that they're loving communities and orphans, uh, it's so eye-opening. It's so refreshing to watch people um, around the world in different, you know, as he said, every every tribe, every tongue, and every nation coming into faith in Christ, and then you're instantly connected to this global family. And um, there's so many amazing works happening uh, around the world that— even the other day, it was the last day on my trip, and I had a free day, so I like to play golf, and I went out and played, and I was on the golf course, and I start laughing around the fifth hole. I'm the only person on the course, and <laughs> I I just realized... That's that's about how much room I need when I play golf. Everyone back up. <laughs> you know, I just started laughing because I realized, I said, wow, God, you know, I know I'm doing the best I can. I know that he's given me a gift to do so many things, but I realized that it is his grace, and I said, who am I? that I would be allowed to go into a city like I was in, in a closed-off nation to share the gospel, to be meeting with leaders, to be able to impart life and grace and hope again, to re- help bring restoration. And I, I don't consider it uh, a light thing. You know, I almost died 14 years ago, so I've lived with the revelation every day since that every day is a gift, and yeah. I'm super in touch with that. And so... To go to Brazil, for instance, I'm going there again. I was just there. I've been there maybe six, seven times to see this nation that's on fire, to see people gathering by the thousands all over the country and having a national revival of sorts with miracles and healings and salvations, and to be able to go into a city and be received by a city and then have God use you in ways that you know are only him. You know, I wouldn't trade my life for for anything in this world. My cousin Paul Eastman in town from Florida, sharing the gospel this uh, weekend. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're in Ewing, New Jersey this evening, and you're in Manhattan, I think, tomorrow tomorrow night. night. So the address I have down here for tonight, 7 o'clock, 2015, Pennington Road in Ewing, New Jersey, which is Central Church, although 
So that's the building where your gatherings happening tonight. Correct. There, it's not a ministry of Central Church. Right. They're Again, letting us use the, the yeah. building. So 2015 Pennington Road in Ewing, New Jersey. What's that going to be this evening at 7? What are people, if people were in the area, like, let's go. Yeah, it's a gathering, four or five different ministries, some friends of mine that connect at different churches, uh, worship leaders, and people that I've known 15, 20 years are gathering their friends to have a night of worship, and then I'm going to do some ministry, sharing testimony, preaching from the Word, having a time of prayer for anybody that that needs it, and... um, it's a, it's a special time because the the woman that's running it is a is a dear friend for about fifteen years, fourteen mm. years. So so that's tonight at seven twenty fifteen Pennington Road in Ewing, New Jersey, at Central Church. And then tomorrow's New York. Tomorrow's New York, and that uh, was the Father's Heart Ministries five forty three five forty five East Eleventh Street, New York, New York. It's the Father's Heart Ministries five forty three five forty five East Eleventh Street, New York, New York. Uh, tomorrow night seven o'clock. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. It's a recovery-based ministry, so it's a church, and they started a recovery movement recently that's really starting to get some serious momentum. It's recovery from anything, drugs and alcohol, eating disorders, whatever the people need to be healing from to break addiction, and so it's a good friend of mine that that runs that ministry, and um, uh, right now they're only meeting once a month, so this is the end of the month. I think next month it'll be Daryl Strawberry will be there. And really? Yeah, they have a couple cool guys. Uh, Nikki Cruz that was connected to David Wilkerson's Cross church. Crossing the switchblade. Crossing the switchblade. He'll be there So in, in the following month. So it's it's an honor to be in a lineup and to, to come back to New York, to the city that I used to run the streets in, to, to share wow. God's testimony. So you mentioned Daryl Strawberry played for the Mets and the Yankees. That's right. Uh, among other things, too. He's God's doing amazing right. things for Jesus these days. That's great. Absolutely. And so and that, is your ministry site, I mean, is there a way people want it's to get not in It's not live yet. Okay. I, I, Working with somebody right before I left on this last trip to hopefully have it up by the end of May and okay. fully up and running. Well, let me know. I can pass it along. Will do. That's good. Will do. It's Thank great you. hearing your testimony, brother. Pleasure being here. Great. I, you know, I've shared it, my testimony thousands of times, and it never gets boring. I'm so grateful to be able to share what God's done and continuing to do in my life because mm. I know it's why I'm alive. Amen. Amen. Paul Eastman, my guest. We're going to take a short break. We're going to welcome in just a few minutes Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family. We also have some giveaways to do. Our conversation with uh, Mr. Daly will have to do with Alive from New York, a big event coming up a week from tomorrow. That and much more. We'll try and cap off our time with a little our, our fun pun segment at the back end of the program as well. It's all coming up. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 429, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Forecast, uh, cloudy with a shower, thunder shower. See, I mentioned this half an hour ago, and you might have laughed. You look out the window, it's sunny, you say. Now there's a major... uh, uh, thunderstorm, uh, thunder shower, thunderstorm warning in the region for the next uh, 45 minutes or so, maybe hour. So be careful. Low 47 eventually tonight, kind of cloudy tomorrow, a little sun, high 62, mix of clouds on Sunday, high of uh, uh, clouds and sun on Sunday, and a high of 67. Phillies home tonight against Miami, 705. Sixers at Toronto tomorrow night, 730 tip for game one of their NBA Eastern Conference semifinal series and the NFL draft continues with round two starting at 7 o'clock. They'll also get round three in tonight. The Eagles drafting Andre Dillard, an offensive tackle from uh, Washington State, yesterday in their first uh, round with their first round pick. And 
tonight they have a couple in that second round, number 53 and number 57. More importantly than all of that put together is the fact that we are pleased to have Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family, on with us. Hello, sir. Yeah, we had about 12 weeks to plan this, so I think most of us are sleep-deprived. But, uh, man, I'm glad. <laughs> that's, that's the way it should be. I mean, this thing, it just the idea came down. We felt, wow, this would be a great thing to do. Let's do it. And then we started the process. <laughs> yes. Well, and then when you're tired, you can lean on the Lord that much more. That's well, exactly right. You know? Who's not tired? <laughs> but this is, yeah, this idea came down just uh, 11 weeks ago, basically. And when we thought about it, it was 12 weeks away. We thought, let's pull the trigger. It feels to us like when we did the Tim Tebow Super Bowl ad in 2010. It just, when it hit the room, we all went, wow, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it happened. And thankfully, we got word that the permits are all complete now, just as of the other day. So we can sigh you know, breathe a little sigh of relief on that one too. Yeah. Set the stage for folks who are, you know, we air focus has been on for years in Philly on WFIL, including uh, seven o'clock each weekday morning, uh, also in the evenings as well. But let the folks know who might not be as familiar. They've heard about it. They're kind of familiar with it, uh, partly also so they can know how they can be involved uh, prayer. And then potentially beyond that, uh, you know, starting with a, a 4d ultrasound, that sounds like who came up with that? That's, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the keynote speaker. Actually, will be the four the four D third trimester ultrasound. But I think you know, Tim, it, it really started uh, looking at the nation and what was going on in the nation with the Virginia governor making his comments about infanticide. The governor of New York, uh, Governor Cuomo, high fiving when they were able to pass more aggressive abortion support uh, for women to ki- kill their child all the way through being in the process of birthing the child, which uh, puts them in a league of their own, I think. I think there's four countries that allow that, North Korea, China, and Vietnam, and now New York State and a handful of other states. So, I mean, our goal is not to wag a finger in the eye of, of people who are troubled and really trying to figure this out. They have an unplanned pregnancy. It's to show the world what a third trimester baby looks like. It looks like a baby. <laughs> I mean, shock. I mean, you, you look at a late trimester, late uh, term baby, fully developed, viable outside the womb, can live and breathe, uh, just needs a little more time to develop. And that's what we're talking about. So that was the spark that got us going was this pushback, high-fiving of Chuck Schumer, mm. who defeated re- a restriction bill that some had put up related to a pro-life perspective. I mean, you high-five the killing of children, you're crossing over the line. And I think their hubris, their lack of uh, heavy-heartedness toward this issue, even if you support, uh, you know, the taking of innocent human life through abortion, you should not be high-fiving each other. And we just felt, you know, it's time for the nation to actually see it, like Francis Schaeffer and others talked about decades ago with abortion. If a person sees an abortion, uh, they will choose life. And I'm so grateful for Unplanned and Abby Johnson's story, the movie that came out, which actually does a brilliant job of showing that abortion. And so for us, we just want to show what a baby is like in the womb from conception to the, to the uh, late, late term uh, situation. And I'm, I'm quite confident when people see it right up there in Times Square, they're going to see a baby sucking its thumb, looking around in the womb, waving, kicking, 
you know, it's incredible. And for this nation to figure out that it's immoral, inappropriate, terrible to take the life of a child, we've got to get back to respecting life. And that will be a critical turning point for this country. Jim Daly is president of Focus on the Family and host of the uh, Focus on the Family radio program. You can catch every weekday morning at 7, also weeknights at 8.30 on WFIL and our weekend editions as well. And there's a lot you just said that uh, that's, <laughs> I think is really good. Like you mentioned Abby Johnson, the movie Unplanned, and how her story was. Is she? It's amazing how she could work and then rise to the position she did as a director, youngest you know, in America really at, her, at that level. And have never seen an abortion and, and be shocked when she's pulled in to help one day when they're short-staffed, totally changes her mind. And uh, we worked here with an organization called Preborn, and their goal is just to provide free ultrasounds. Because step yeah. out of the way. Like, just take a look. I don't even yeah. have to talk to you. You'll just see for yourself. It sounds like a lie from New York is going to be an opportunity for just, just take a look. See what's happening. Just take a look. Let's have a discussion. Here's the, here's the picture of a baby in the womb right now, and we have two models, if you – call them that, women that are in their uh, late uh, third, tr- third, third trimester development, and we're going to show the picture right there, and uh, it's going to be awesome. We have music and speakers where uh, one person we'll have is uh, tight end for the New Orleans Saints, Benjamin Watson, who just shared with his wife the, the joy of uh, their twins being born. So, yes. I mean, for Ben Watson to come in and be one of the speakers is great. I so appreciate his his story, his approach to life, his support for life. Yeah. And there'll be many others. But the point of all that is, man, it is time for the Christian community. We don't need to be shy about this. We're in the right place. More and more of the culture is in agreement with us. I think I saw one survey data point, 66% of pro-choice people feel that late-term abortion is wrong. Um, so, you know, good luck with all of that. I think it's, I think the nation, Tim, is actually waking up now to the idea that killing a child in the womb is not a good way to go. And thank the Lord for that scale coming down from the eyes of people that are in the middle. They weren't sure. These are hard decisions, and we get that. But far better to provide life to that child. Uh, the mother is in a better place emotionally if that can happen through adoption, or she can keep the child. And then there are a lot of groups. I just spoke last night in Houston at a pregnancy resource center, and this woman, Sylvia, down there in Houston, and her crew at the uh, Houston Pregnancy Resource Clinic, they're doing a fantastic job helping women up and through you know, the, the child being three years old, three, four, five years old. Um, so no longer can the opposition say we don't care about the woman. It's the woman and the baby. And thank the Lord for these people in community doing so much for these folks. Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family and host of Focus on the Family radio program and a hundred other hats I'm sure I'm not aware of, but <laughs> is our guest today. Uh, and I think people should understand something as well. The event we're talking about, Alive from New York, which is a week from tomorrow, uh, we can maybe we can close a little bit later just with some logistics. But I want people to know, and you're already kind of sharing your heart on this. If people know a little bit of your personal backstory and maybe the work that you've done with Wait No More, they might get the idea that this is again not shaking a fist at people. This is yeah. about starting square one. Let's raise the awareness of what's really going on, and then how do we be pro-life more than just who you vote for or trying to yell at people, yell over them? Uh, yeah. Well, it's really tough. I think that's one of the things. A fair criticism of the church today is it's a lot harder to roll up our sleeves and do things than just talk about them. And I think that's why Wait No More at Focus on the Family is our foster adoption program. We've had probably almost 5,000 families now adopt foster children. 
and we've expanded that program now, working state by state to get the Christian community particularly engaged in doing foster care, adopting from foster care, or being a wraparound family to help support a family that either adopts or gets involved with foster care. It's a great way for, for the church to really show the light of Christ right in community. The other key thing is our ultrasound project, Option Ultrasound. We've saved an estimated 425,000 babies now, placing, you know, we're approaching about 1,000 machines placed around the country. Wow. And uh, that allows a, uh, a woman to see her child. You know, many abortion clinics, they'll even obfuscate the screen so a person cannot, a woman cannot see her baby when she goes in for an ultrasound that she's paying for. They'll put black construction paper up over it, cover the monitor, turn the monitor away, just because the power of that picture often changes uh, a woman's mind. And so what we decided to do years ago, 15 years ago, so let's help these clinics and communities uh, show that picture of that child, that baby sucking its thumb. And I'm telling you, mommy's heart, she just struggles terminating the life of a child when she sees life inside of her. Can you speak for a second, too, about just the idea of uh, encouraging the body of Christ, people who are listening, about being known for what you're for uh, as much or more than what you're against? Against is good, laws are good, you know, all that's good. But like you said, rolling up your sleeves and Maybe it's taking a, a pregnant woman into your home. Let her have her, the whole pregnancy in your home. Have her baby. Get situated. That's pro-life. <laughs> really pro-life. Absolutely. You know, when you look at it, that's the early church, first, second, third century. That's what our forefathers and, and uh, mothers were doing back then in the Roman Empire, feeding plague-infested areas, saving babies. Who that The form of infanticide during that time was to throw an unwanted child into the the trash bins of the city, and Christians would come and gather those children up, take them home, and raise them as their own. And uh, it, it takes work, and I think that's the challenge. And then when we look in terms of uh, throwing um, negative darts at people who don't agree with us, you don't see that modeled in the New Testament either. I mean, Jesus and the disciples were very clear uh, Paul, too, about how we treat a world that's blinded by sin, blinded by the enemy of our soul, and we're to treat them with gentleness and with kindness. And I think we have to do that. You can't win a person over by uh, really attacking them verbally. In fact, in Romans 2 4, it says, Do you not know it's God's kindness that leads one to repentance? And therefore, be firm on truth. That's good. Be firm in the middle, but be soft on the edges. Draw people in. And in the abortion, area, it's so easy to argue that a woman's making the wrong choice, but better to love her and to seek for her to make a better decision. That's our heart in New York. And, uh, you know, two other things quickly, Tim. One sure. is people can sign the, the Declaration for Life at our website, focusonthefamily.com slash pro-life. We're trying to get, I hope, 500,000 signatures. We're about halfway there now. Okay. And uh, those are going to be presented to the White House and to Congress to Nancy Pelosi say, hey, Here's a lot of people that support a, a woman's right to choose life. <laughs> yes. And and then also, uh, for $60, uh, that ultrasound program that we have going, um, I talked to uh, people in Planned Parenthood, it's $600 on average for an abortion. It, through Focus on the Family, $60 to save a baby's life through option ultrasound. So, I mean, there's the economics of it as well. And I'd say, let's jump in as a Christian community. Let's save a million lives over the next 
three, four years. Amen. Before you go, can you just give a quick outline if people wanted in this, because, you know, we're close, if people could ride up there yeah. together, whatever. What's the, what basically the start time, end time? What's the, what's the day going to be like yeah. generally? We're going to, to accommodate people getting in in the morning, just flying in, we're going to start at three o'clock in the afternoon in Times Square. Wow. It'd be great if people go to the website to register. The NYPD really wanted people to, to do that. So we want to request people to do that. But three o'clock, and it's roughly going to go to probably about 4.15, I would say. We're going to keep it moving. We have several presenters, uh, probably seven or eight people that are going to make a comment, people that have survived abortions, uh, some great music as well. They have uh, not a lot. They won't allow us to talk about who's going to be there to speak. I kind of breached that with with uh, Ben Watson. But but um, you know what? It's just going to be a, it's going to be a celebration of life, and that's what it needs to be. Just look at the picture. Planned Parenthood, I'm sure, will be there. They pulled permits for protest, and uh, if they try to shut us down, we'll just run the picture. We'll let them see the baby too, because I want everybody to see it. I want everybody to see what a baby in the womb looks like, and if they can look at that picture and still decide to terminate that child, to kill that child, then uh, it's on them. And we have done our duty in the culture to show them what life is all about. So straightforward, I hope Governor Cuomo comes and others. I I think it'd be wonderful for them, too, to take a look and see what they're advocating for and what they're promoting, which is the death of children. It's ridiculous. People can pray for you, obviously, pray for this event. And just anything else people could pray for you about as you minister through Focus on the Family? Well, certainly it's all good to pray for safety in the, in the event to, you know, to, to come off well, <laughs> but we would appreciate that. But more importantly, scales to drop from the eyes of those who are taking innocent human life, just like Abby Johnson when she was the director of that uh, Planned Parenthood clinic. When she saw it, she threw up, and she could not stomach it because she understood what she was doing. I hope many pro-abortion people can be in Times Square, look up, see that baby, and say, how, how can we do this? And that would be the thing to pray for. Amen. Amen. Jim Daly, thank you for your time. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Bye now. <laughs> God bless you. Bye-bye. It's Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, kind enough to spend a little time with us today. A week from tomorrow, that event he's referring to, Alive from New York. We're going to have the podcast of this program on our site, you know, an hour, hour and change from now. So you can listen in for those websites he was mentioning, any other details that he was offering. So help yourself to that. We'll take a short break. We have some giveaways to do, too, before the program, too. A couple other fun things as well. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons, 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 447, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. TBN has a brand new show for you to check out weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern. It's called Better Together, TBN's first daily original program. Better Together is a show made by women for women. Better Together is presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab a cup of your favorite coffee, tea, bottled water, whatever you like. Join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, you're allowed. Grow, that's allowed too. And enjoy a sense of community. Better Together tackles a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children, and family. 
excuse me, social media and how to hear God's voice. Again, all from an encouraging, uplifting perspective. I think we could all use that. Every week, the topics will change, keeping things fresh and relevant. This coming Monday, for example, Better Together, we'll talk about knowing how God sees you will change your life forever. We are talking about that with my cousin Paul earlier today, understanding that. Uh, God's love for us. That's Better Together, weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. Why live alone when we can do life together? Better together. Let's see. It's been a really full week. I should just tell you, man, my brain is like swimming in details. We had the pastor's appreciation breakfast. That was a year in the making, you understand. And people were praying for that, and we could tell. Yesterday was a wonderful event, Green Valley Country Club, and we had hundreds of pastors, and we had wonderful seminars and delicious food. The staff was very courteous and helpful, and we had uh, primary worship in, leading in worship, and it just all came together nicely. We're very grateful for all the people who came, and uh, we had stuff to give away to everybody, gift bags, and we had, of course, A.R. Bernard, uh, pastor, senior pastor of Christian Cultural Center in New York and, and Brooklyn there, and he uh, delivered a message. Very interesting. He was talking about, among other things, succession uh, in terms of passing the baton to the next pastor, because he's speaking to a room full of pastors, saying things like, you know, there are some places that have no plan where the senior pastor is just pastored till, uh, you know, pastor dies in the pulpit. And that's, and that's the plan. He's like, that's not really a plan, <laughs> you know, and, or um, sometimes, you know, they're not really sure how to make that transition or they wait till it's a little on the late side, perhaps. And so uh, there was, there was a lot of conversation about that, the wisdom in that. And you can even extrapolate from that further about thinking through in life because you can hold on to something a little too long and maybe you're supposed to let go of certain things and maybe you're supposed to embrace something you're not ready to you, you don't want to embrace yet but you need to move in that direction so anyway it was a good very good time and we're very grateful and we're all we're all exhausted in a good way jim daly from focus and the family was just with us and he was talking about for the last three months they've been playing this alive from new york event and it, you know it's a week away now we can week and a day away and uh, they're getting close. And so they know the feeling. So uh, in any case, thank you to everybody who prayed, for the, all those who attended, for all those who nudged our pastor in the ribs to say, hey, go to this thing. You know, Because the, the hope was that the pastors yesterday would be encouraged in their faith first as individuals. And then as a part of a byproduct of that, be able to go back to their respective congregations and be in an even better position to serve and to lead. So thank you for that. Lord willing, we'll have another one next April, and we'll, we'll talk about that as the dates get closer for that. But for now, thank you again to all those who prayed. So as we come down the home stretch of our program, I'm thinking a couple of things. We have some gift cards to give away, and we have our pun segment to do. We also want to, just want to slip in a song as Jim Daly's talking there, challenging the body of Christ, which I think is a great challenge to... Do more than vote or speak your mind. Those are, it's important. It's important to know what God's word says and to talk. I also think that it's really important, and Jim talking about, let's live our lives in a way that people look at you and say, okay, you're not just trying to tell me abortion is wrong or, or, or whatever. You're actually, you're willing to help me. You're willing to step into my life. He mentioned the, the I think the clinic in Houston where they work with families where their kids are even three or four, five years old. And not just, uh, you know, stop you from having an abortion. Okay, see you later. Have a nice day. And that's a challenge. But be encouraged. You know, you're listening to this radio station. You know, you matter. Your life matters. And you just do what God allows you to do. He didn't call you to save the world. He's already taken care of that. He's made the way. He didn't ask any of us to be in charge of the entire universe. Just a little piece of whatever he has us doing. You know, whatever is right around us. So be encouraged that that is worth doing. That's what you're called to do. Grow where you're planted, as they say, and don't think that that's too little. 
And maybe your sphere of influence is very small. Maybe physically you're even not able to get out or around or do much, but you can pray. And believe me, that will go miles. My great-grandmother didn't speak a lick of English, and she was known. If you ever walked in the house, I'm told by my parents that you walked in the house, you saw her in the corner in a rocking chair with her Bible. In I think it was in uh, it was in the native or we're Greek. We have Greek heritage. So um, anyway, read and, and speak and quietly praying. And a lot of people in our family know the Lord. And we would chalk that up, of course, to God's grace, but also to the fact that, you know, God is uh, answering her prayers. So I'm going to put a song on here for you. This is If We Are the Body. This is a challenge. Casting crowns. We'll come back to our pun segment and do a little giveaway, too. Just a moment. It's crowded and worship today As she slips in Teaching And if we are the body why on his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. Jesus is the way. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Casting crowns to We Are the Body. It is 4.56. Just enough time to shoehorn in... In No? I can't hear it. Oh there it is. Yes! It's our pun now that's punny segment. Joe, are you ready? You are ready. Stephanie emailed this one in. To the person who stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. Oh, my word, Microsoft. Joe, did you know that one-fifth of the population is just two-tenths? Two-tenths. One-fifth of the pot. I cannot believe they fired me from the clock factory after all the extra hours I put in. Thank you. Joe, what do you call it when your grandma is on your speed dial? Instagram. Thank you. I really get bothered when people ask me where I'm going to be a year from now. I don't have 2020 vision. It's next year. You know, 20, yeah, you got that. <clears throat> Some people have trouble getting to bed at night, but sleeping comes naturally to me. In fact, I can do it with my eyes closed. A scarecrow says, this job is not for everyone, but hey, it's in my genes. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Nice move. Wow. I'm not going to go any further. That's like a high note to end on. <laughs> hey, we need to do a giveaway. Can we do a prize giveaway? Oh, someone's already calling. They're anticipating. Hello. Oh, they, let's try this one. Joe's Pizza. Hello. Our show is almost over in like 10 seconds. 800-560-WFIL. If you'd like to win a prize... We have a free gift card to hand out, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Give a quick call. We'll make a winner off the air. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.